You're listening to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. The music podcast with Dave and Neil. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, how you doing? It's a music podcast with Dave and Neil. We are here uh, live for us, but whenever you're listening to it for you, uh, from Vienna people in Annandale. Yeah, though this is actually live in real life. It's happening in the present. Yeah. We are. We're doing yes. this in the present. Great. That third voice that you're hearing right now is the wonderful Alice in Wonderland. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We, you guys just missed out on such a good um, conversation that we were having about organs and we not, not like internal bad body <laughs> organs. We're talking, we're talking about like... Yeah, okay. There's so much prime content that happens before the show yeah. even starts. Like, we've we've just gone through a, a visual tour of Vienna people um, where, Alison, you just basically pointed out everything you want to take home with you. Yes, um, like the vintage Star Wars toys, the Pac-Man lights, yep. um, the organ, and then I educated you guys about the shoes. About shoes. Yeah. Can you tell our audience about these fancy so shoes as well? Basically, when you are a professional organist... Yep. Um, you have these shoes because there's pedals underneath the organ, um, uh, that do different things, you know, and, uh, they actually have like a really pointed toe, like very long, like an elf shoe that people wear. And it, it looks hilarious. Yep. Yeah. That's what but I it's mean. a serious, it's very serious. serious and I, how do they walk out on stage? It, just like walking kind of with funny these like, goddamn like, scooter slippers. Who, I had a friend, I went to the con high and I had a friend who was an organist Yep. and, uh, you know, uh, they wore the elf shoes. In my yeah. head, they're like bright green, and they kind of spin up at <laughs> the I end with a little, with a little like a jangly <laughs> bit, like a with bell. With a bell on it, yeah, I got a bell, which I probably isn't great. You know for the what? Acoustics. That's percussion. That's you know, if <laughs> yes. one man band. That's actually a great idea. They should, they should like put a bell at the end of the. Organists toe. should wear literal Christmas <laughs> elf shoes. Because then, when they're pressing down on the pedal, it'll add like a beat. Yeah. We can tell John Williams about this. this. I mean, neither Neil nor I are musicians, but I do sometimes feel like we're innovating in the music field (laughs) in a way that no actual musician could. Because you're so disconnected. Correct. Outside perspective. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. In saying that, it took Dave roughly a week and a half to learn Runaway. That is a lie. It took me one session here, and I did it 100% by ear. Okay. She plays it better, like. Just like <laughs> saying it than you do for well, reasons. I mean, some people know music. Uh, some people breathe music. I, <laughs> your boy, Dave. Yeah. You're just a so, fan, but that's still musical. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, I felt if, so. you, if you feel a certain way towards something, then and it's musical. You, you got music in you. Mm. So yeah. good. And you, you, that feels th- good this, that. this yeah. is connected to the music. Yeah, that's true. Correct. And um, I mean, like, music is. The I've got the music word. in it is the It's the one word. Yeah. It's yeah. The, it's, it is <laughs> it's the, the only music. word. That's the one thing we do. So, I mean, like, I don't know how disconnected you are. That's true. Unless they're trying to, like, you know. Well, I mean, I got roped into this because uh, <laughs> I'm a friend w- of Neil's. You I'm normally forced. a filmmaker, so I yeah. uh, don't know uh, a lot about the music field, except that I like it. Yeah. And I like it a lot. you know, film has music. That's true. It does. That's yeah. true. Can't argue with that. The music yeah. podcast, sharing fun facts. Sharing yeah. fun facts. Mm. Speaking of fun facts, welcome to Sydney. How are you enjoying it? Uh, this is your former home. Yes. Well, I mean, look, it's still my home. I get very homesick all the time. And when I get back, yeah. I'm like, wow, being overseas made me realize how amazing this country is. Honestly, you guys don't even realize how good you have it. It's, I don't know. I come back and I can breathe again. Yeah. Like, it's so hectic. LA? This, yeah. It's so hectic. I was saying the other day, um, road rage here is kind of fun, but like in LA, it's not because someone could it's just come out dangerous. with a gun. Is it know? because the the <laughs> traffic is that bad? 
But um, apparently, like, LA highways, like, are a joke. And, no, like, no, no, no. W- we've seen someone smash a windscreen in, like, get out of the seriously? car. That's like a, people. Yeah. What did the driver do? Just be like, stop do? it. I mean, what can you do? You're sitting in traffic. But what do they do to incite that level of road rage? I don't know. Like, honestly, road rage, I guess, isn't really a joke over there. It's just like, I think, I don't really know why, but here it's just more chill. It's way more chill. I feel like we do a bit of a cuss. We get it out of our system. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? Also, when I moved over there, I was saying, like, I realized how much we swear. Yeah. And to us, it's not, we're not really swearing that much. No. But even saying shit or fuck, you know, every second sentence, mm, yep. like that's a big deal. Like I, I remember speaking to people in the States at the beginning and saying the C word and it was like, uh, I didn't realize how offensive it was. It's like recently, especially in movies, like I remember like when they used to drop like the one C bomb, you're like, holy shit, they yeah. just said it. Yeah. Now it's but like, you can't even say holy shit over there really. Yeah. It's like, it's like Seriously? deeply, cause you can say, you can say shit on the radio here. Yeah. You can't say that over there. Not over there. And yeah, you don't right. understand how many times I've been bleeped out. but no you know what else is cool um universal studios there is harry potter world down the road from me yeah so um i have that is so funny how close is the anaheim disneyland Uh, to you well there's nothing on uh uh, universal can we turn back to harry potter for a moment (laughs) because i had a harry potter moment this morning really i I was on the train morning let's go Uh, i was on the train and there were these two young boys um young boys they were probably teenagers yeah having a chat about what um the bad Alley was in next to Diagon Alley. Di- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was killing my life for the whole train shift. Please don't tell me Because I couldn't get it right. I interrupted them and I told them what it was called, which is not, of course, not Wait, how did you approach it? I said, like, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to be eavesdropping, but it's killing me that you guys can't get this. It's Nocturne Alley. Uh, you're welcome. Wow, well, I did think they I tell you love to, you. Did they tell you to fuck off? No, they they were very. I think you're I my think, spirit animal. They were relieved <laughs> and cathartic. It was like a cathartic moment for them. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 and for you. They just things couldn't get are, it. Yeah, no, I hate when things are on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it. Yeah, but I mean, if you okay, what are I, your daily Harry Potter moments? <laughs> okay, well, um, I'll tell you a couple. I uh, not really daily, but I've got some Harry Potter highlights. Yes, please. I've been to both Harry Potter worlds in Orlando and LA. I've been to the LA one quite a few times. Yep. I also every time wear my Hogwarts cloak, cape, amazing um, robe thing. I know robe, cape, cloak. Am I really? I think it's cloak. Cloak. Um, but um, I'm five, just about five two. And um, when I have, I, I was walking with someone who was six two. Yep. Holding their hand one time. And it was about 30 degrees. So it was boiling. And I'm in this like really heavy cloak. And 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 people kept thinking I was their kid. <laughs> they texted the guy and they were like, um, w- we just, I think I just saw you walking around holding hands <laughs> with a kid in Universal Studios. It was me. It was um, you. Uh, and just to clarify, to this off. was uh, a, a partner at the time, yes. not your father. Yeah, no, it was yep. a partner. Yep. And he, he doesn't know anything about Harry Potter, was just kind of reluctantly going along. And I refused to take the cloak off for six hours in 30 degree heat. Yep. I did I did that, you know, it was, and it was worth That's it. That's dedication to and, the Harry Potter course. Um, you know, another one is I lined up, sorry, I just did a hair flick because I'm proud of this one. If you guys <laughs> I was in London and I lined, I stayed an extra day so I could line up at platform nine and three quarters at King's Cross mm. Station just to face plant into the wall. 
which is I did the same thing. It's amazing, right? right? Oh my you can god! Line but up when for this. I was there, there was no line because I went, I went like in 2013, and I don't know if people had figured it out yet because they had oh. just made it, and so I just kind of wandered up. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I've got a little That's trolley sick. into the wall. Did you have the people there holding up your scarf while you took a photo to look like you were flying in? I didn't. Oh, no. Same because I actually flew in. Yeah, but were real. you both Still. alone? In your shut up, experience. Niels. Yeah, what are you? I mean, what? Shut up. Can't you read? But like, but clearly no. you're not a pothead. <laughs> is that what they? Is that what they really called? I don't know. We are now. It sounds good. It's been but like, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking. I'm curious. Like, as far as getting a, a photo goes, do you mean when you mean running to the wall? You mean just like gently push your trolley against the brick wall? And no, smile. that was. I didn't have a trolley. I ran. I splat just in. charge into just it. And, and they in. gave me like a scarf for the house of choice. Oh, what's your house of choice? I'm Ravenclaw. Uh, you are actually quite a Ravenclaw. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I felt like I was too. Some people have said like a little bit of Slytherin because I'm pretty ambitious, but like at the yeah. end of the day, it's, I'm a Ravenclaw. You know what? Every time I've done the test, I, I've been on the cusp of Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yeah, I would have guessed time. Gryffindor. See, I appreciate that. Yeah. Most people always go, oh, I'm, oh, I'm Gryffindor. But green's I'm my favorite color, and so Ooh. I kind of had to go with Slytherin. Yeah. yeah. And Snape is my favorite character. Yeah, 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 fair enough. So it was like, but even though I kind of feel a little bit grief, and then but my like, school house don't have to be evil. No, 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 they don't. And yeah. you know what? Like, I feel like they are these people. Like, I feel like Gryffindors and Slytherins are so similar, but mm. so different mm. that they're yeah. like kind of the same. Yeah, totally. And I'm with you. You know, a true pothead knows what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying, and I, and I feel like the majority of our listeners are with us as well. Okay, great. <laughs> um, yeah. Good. So basically, we now have a Harry Potter podcast. Um, yeah, I don't fine. know what you're doing here. Because you, you do. I mean, I'm just I'm just a guest. Well, I mean, yeah. I can be I can be the special guest here. Neil yeah. and I do this podcast. You have a podcast of your own. I do. Do we start a third podcast, which yeah. is exclusively a podcast? A podcast. Oh a podcast. my yeah, god! That's clever, where we talk <laughs> intermittently about Harry Potter and wheat. Okay, um, um, just back and forth. I I, um, I like that. Yeah, we could do this. Question of either you played a game of Quidditch before. Um. No, but I no. have a snitch, uh, golden snitch clock. You don't That's need cool. to play. You've already caught the snitch. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what you're, I mean. Just like, walk past. Because you, yeah. uh, you, obviously, you went to, which uni did you go to again? I went to UNSW. Yeah, was that, I think that's where I was, and I just saw like a legit game going on. Like, yeah, it was well, intense. Lucky it wasn't people you mucking guys, around because I dropped out of uni. So, well, no Quidditch for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's that's, your I, that's very Slytherin of me. Uh, international <laughs> success, uh, but no Quidditch. I'm yeah. afraid that's uh, that's what you've been saying. Such out a on. Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. God. So we we started this conversation because. <laughs> Because you're living in LA right now. Yeah, sorry. Did you did you do Run, um, your first album whilst in LA? Was that here? Yeah, I actually wrote, funnily enough, wrote that whilst in LA the first time. Wasn't yeah. living there at the time, but I kind of went over for a few reasons. Um, not expecting anyone to hear my music. It wasn't really my intention. Sure. I had like a little bit of money saved up, like not much at all. Enough to buy a flight and stay on a couch. Yep. And um, I heard that The Knife was playing at Coachella and they're my favorite group of all time. They're the reason I started producing and I absolutely love them. And if I ever met them, I think I would pee my pants and then it would be real <laughs> awkward. But then I'd kind of like, you know, be like, I'd own it for sure. I've thought about it. <laughs> How do you um, own that moment? I Well, like, have you not seen Billy Madison? That's yeah, true. Peeing your pants true. is cool. Consider yep. me Miles J- Davis, right? Yep. But yeah, so I went over there. Didn't really know anyone in mm. LA. Um, fell in love. Um, accidentally met people that were connected to Diplo. Didn't realize. Mm. Not connected to the love because love. I would never date a producer. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> um, but uh, 
then got offered a Diplo and Friends. Whilst I was there, partied a lot. Um, didn't make it to Coachella because got food poisoning. Swore that if I ever went to Coachella again, I, it would be if I played it, which happened. Really yep. not. Crazy story. Ended up staying there um, and writing a whole album and doing a Diplo and Friends. And then it kind of like showcased I Want You, I Want You, then kind of blew up online. And then I had to say even more because I had, uh, it was just really strange. (laughs) It was literally like years and years of just um, doing it over here. And then I went over there literally to see the knife, met a few people. I'm not a very good networker. So it was a very organic Mm. thing that happened to me. And um, I didn't even realize this person even knew Diplo, but they happened to be working with him at the time. And they heard my Triple J mixes and they're like, oh, you should do a mix for Diplo and Friends. And I mean, I was like, hell yeah. It's like my favorite thing to do. So yeah, I put in I Want You in there and um, I don't know. It was, it's super weird. And then kept making music and not even kidding. Like around that time, I was kind of in LA wide eyed and, you know, like had no idea about this place. And it's so like captivating to be there, especially if you're meeting the people in the scene that are at every party till 8 a.m. So I kind of ended up sitting in the studio at about 1 a.m. leaving, getting fucked up, getting back in the studio, and that happened for months. And I, I was, like, literally partying, like, every night, and I got sucked into the scene a little bit. And um, that whole album I wrote kind of during that time, and I was in, like, quite a weird situation and um I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere either so Mm. um while I was writing that I yeah I I just like kind of wrote about my time there and it was it was exactly what I did with this this album that's about to come out it was never like a planned this is what I'm going to write about I can't do that I'm very bad at that I just kind of I'm very based on my feelings of the day and um, yeah, like the the first one was written in LA during that time, and I don't know. It's kind of funny because every time I listen to it now, I'm taken back to that place. And uh, when I was writing it, you know, I'd be at these like after hours, like illegal parties, and and you know, just be looking around at everything, just like I can't believe this is real, you know. Yeah. And um, uh everyone would be like name dropping and hustling and I'm I'm so like intimidated when people come up and try and sell themselves to me like I hate it. Yeah. Like if they if you want to hang out with me like don't come up with a business card, don't tell me what you do and don't ask me what I do. Yep. That's not how I'm going to talk to you. Just friendship. Yeah, so I I'd be like watching this and quite like taking it back from like it's very like in your face, you know, that scene. And I was just like noticing that anyone who was doing anything wasn't at these parties. So it was actually what being there is what got me out of it and I stopped kind of being so I stopped gravitating towards that kind of world sure and uh got back out of it and and yeah during that time kind of I don't know it really changed me a lot and I I saw a lot and I learned a lot and yeah this album now uh is kind of like you know the next step of my life after that and Yeah. yeah so they were both based in LA LA kind of changed my life really um I never kind of, again, like it, when people ask me, oh, did you move there to like try and make it like, hell no. I literally accidentally moved there. <laughs> yep. Like actually. And it was never, I just kind of got sucked in and then stayed there and kept coming back. And 
you know, um, other elements brought me there. And um, yeah, like LA is a very, what's the word? Enticing, like you kind of, it's hypnotic. Like sure. once you're there, like it's hard to get out. So yeah, it was, it was kind of like that for me. And, um, all right. and then I like kind of stopped doing all the partying and, you know, uh, just kind of realized that where my priorities were. And I, it was honestly just like after I finished run, I got a call saying, oh, um, from my agent who I signed with over there. And he's like, hey, so your first show is going to be at Coachella. Which is a nice call to get, sure. right? And I was just like, what I guess the I'll do that. Fuck. If you, you know? insist, all right. <laughs> Honestly, it was really crazy. <laughs> and um, all of this changed my life. And then, yeah. you know, I had, um, I did a mix on something called Mix Mag, which has had like the most views ever of a Mix Mag video ever online. And that kind of changed my life a little bit because it brought me even more overseas because it was an online mm. thing. And then and I just I just didn't realize that um, what I'd done was going to get me anywhere because it was not the reason I'd done it. Sure. And I think at the time also, you know, like I, w- I could have written like club jams and, um, you know, made it like a like a DJable album, but it's just not how I write. I've but I don't know, like before I was even doing Alice in Wonderland, I was producing and writing under a completely different name. And it was like songs and, you know, the music. I, it's, I mean, kind of similar to what I do now, mm. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of, I don't know, I was talking to Lido recently and I was like, I played him the album and I was like, oh, what do, does this sound like me? He goes, oh, you're unapologetically yourself even if you try not to be. And yeah, I think that was like a strength of mine because I was writing like pretty meaningful lyrics about, you know, trying to get out of, a lot of things or like dealing with things and realizing things and people were connecting to that. And, um, it wasn't like, put your fucking hands up. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. so there's no moments in, uh, in a wake where you tell people to put their fucking hands up. I mean, there are, yeah. but like not, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying like, it wasn't like s- exclusively that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if I, you know, it, it's for me, like I'm, I'm a songwriter. So it's kind of, I don't know. And it, and it has really snowballed for you because I mean, we were talking about this um, before you arrived, but is that obviously, you know, you are playing Coachella again uh, forthcomingly um, and <laughs> you're going to be the highest... Um, uh, Get it right. Get it right. The highest billed female DJ. Boom. Of all time. Yeah. Of Coachella. Put your fucking hands up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so weird. Like, I, I'm telling you now, I literally never thought I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, I, <laughs> I can't even tell you how surreal it is. Like, the biggest thing I can tell anyone that is, like, trying to make music and it's, like, the only thing that's really worked for me is just do what you love and be honest with who you are because um, – and don't expect anything mm. because then when things do happen, it will mean a lot more and you're not going to, like – just take it for granted, I think. Do you um, make expectations for yourself, though, as far as Coachella goes? Like, I will meet Eminem. I will become best friends <laughs> with Beyonce. Yeah. I will um, be my pants in front of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I wouldn't... W- are they dreams or expectations? Because, like, I've definitely <laughs> yeah. had dreams about being Beyonce's best friend. Um, no, I mean, like, honestly, I'm, again, like, the worst person at trying to meet anyone. I Every time I've ever been backstage at a festival, I've had an anxiety attack because I'm socially awkward. And I'll call my manager who's sitting in the other room. He's, like, my best friend. Like, last time I was at Coachella, I wasn't playing, but I was backstage. And um, I was standing with um, – with oh, God, I sound like an asshole. I, this is, like, to be part of the story so you guys know I'm not, like, a – I'm, like, name-dropping. It's kind of lame. But um, 
so I'm standing with Jaden Smith, who I know, and he took me around. We, we just walked into the backstage area after seeing our friend play, who's Lido. And um, there's like ASAP Rocky and The Weeknd standing there. And there's a bunch of people just like at them. And like, I felt all of a sudden so, felt like so awkward because I was looking at all these like piranhas trying to fight for these people's attention. Mm, yeah. And it like made me feel kind of gross. So I like walked to the other side and sat on a couch by myself and I called Garth and I was just like, is it bad that I can't network? Like I can't <laughs> fucking do this. I'm so like... And I had like this full anxiety attack because I'm so bad at um, kind of going up and introducing myself to anyone. I kind of like am anti it. Like if someone's there mm. and they're really famous, I don't want to even talk to them. Mm. Like it's, I don't know, I feel like an asshole or a dickhead. Like I hate totally. that shit. And so like, I don't know. Um, it, like even thinking about meeting Eminem, like I, I could never do it. Like even if he was standing right next to me, I feel like I would just, probably walk the other way and let yeah. him have his space. <laughs> they, they're going to come up and be your friend. Just to clarify, so that stuff does happen, like, say, backstage at festivals. There are still people just trying to get in front of these big names, trying to sell themselves. Of course there is. I just thought that just happened at, like, corporate that, events and that parties. That like, stressful. Yeah. It's stressful everyone to watch. Involved. And it's stressful yeah. to watch. And, like, I, ha- again, like, I was worried that I caught, I was like, is it bad, like, for my career that I am not good at networking. And I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this right now who are bedroom producers that are not good at networking. And like, just let your art speak for you because um, I feel you guys. Mm. I'm like the worst person, the best. The only time I ever really connect with anyone is if it's like 3 a.m. like on a couch at a party and we're both like sitting there. Yep. And you don't know who the other person is and you're just having a conversation. Like yeah. keep it real because also – um. Like, those, those people end up being, like, your real friends. It's, mm. you know, there's a difference between, like, different type of friendships. Different type of friendships. Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about, um, so obviously, new album coming out, Awake. We're all very excited about it. You guys just did um, a music video for um, Church, right? Which yeah. Which is, is, is the, um, like, what was the experience of, of putting that together? Um, it's cool. Like, I, I've shot videos before a lot with a guy called Pradson who did like cold you don't know and I want you he's an amazing Australian guy so um but this time I was shooting it in the states uh with a guy called Bo who had done um you know when a fire starts to burn by disclosure I love that video Mm. and he did Cinderella like Ty Dolla Sign and Mac Miller and he's like an amazing director and it, you know for me it's always a good experience if you're working with a creative who's on the same kind of level as you and mm. Prad was that way and and Bo was that way as well where we kind of trusted each other's kind of creative vision and it's great because um you know when you meet people like that that's always when collaborations um for me like work best and um it was awesome and I got to work with these amazing young girls and it was so cute because we were like in this car I don't know if you guys anyone's seen the video but I mean Elon Musk actually didn't send his car to space it was actually the car that I was in with the kids no way yeah it's true. you sent the your you've been in the space car no I'm kidding okay <laughs> damn it you could have I you could have gone with that for like 10 minutes it. I was 100% behind all of that But line. did I? Okay. Or did she? <laughs> or did she? Or did exclusive. She bum, 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 bum. But yeah, so there was I'm a video and in part of the video I'm in, in the car in space. 
may or may not have been real. Um, Let's but say it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely real. real. It, was it was real. real. Same car, same space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yep, aliens exist and all that. Um, but the the little girls who I worked with, they're about 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. were these awesome chicks who, you know, were hired to be like these choir girls behind me. And they're sitting in the car and they said to Bo, the director, they're like, oh, what, you know, this is all in there. They're like, oh, what, what is the song about? And he obviously didn't really want to speak for me. Yeah. And he go, he called me over and he's like, oh, you should ask Alison. And they're like, what's this song about? And I'm like, well, and I didn't, I was trying to get on their level. I'm like, it's kind of like a subtweet to fuck boys <laughs> about um, <laughs> realizing that you're worth being treated well. You know, you should be treated well. And yeah. they're like, oh, all the guys in high school are like this. And I was like, yeah gonna get worse no i didn't didn't, (laughs) but like i was just kind of it was cool because i had the opportunity to speak to these girls and i was like look you know Mm. just remember you guys have self-worth don't let any guys bring you down and and like don't ever feel bad because someone else is feeling bad and don't let them project that on you and i got to actually speak to them about that that kind of stuff and hopefully that kind of stays with them and you Mm. know it's cute like we i i like you know uh was in contact with them after the video and you know, said thank you. And I don't know, for me, it was like a good opportunity to kind of speak to some younger girls about, you know, the meaning behind songs and and to see it connect with them was really cool. Amazing. Yeah. We have to let you go very, very, very shortly. But before we do, we got to know, when are you coming back here to play some shows? Um, I don't really know. Like as soon as I can, I miss the coffee. Yep, <laughs> that's the, that's the main reason. Yeah, got to get down. Um, get no, some but also coffee. like every time I play back at home, it's like the most meaningful one because I wouldn't be anything without like anyone in Australia. Like I literally played like, you know, Q Bar and Candy. I mean, RIP all these places. I think, but mm. you know, I, you know, slogged around the, the the club scene for years with with amazing people like coming to watch. So, you know, I I love coming back. I wanted to mention that quickly as well because, you know, even though you are now based in LA, you've been a massive advocate for for Sydney and, and breaking the lockout laws. Of course. Each time mm. you come back, is it getting better? Are we, get, are we getting worse? I honestly don't even know where to go out now. Yeah. yeah. It's so like sad. I, I'm not even kidding and I know we're running out of time, but um, a cup like a year ago I came back and um, I went to go find, find a place – to go out and I was driving down Oxford street and it was completely dead. I drove down Bayswater was completely dead and I'm not even lying. Like I teared up. I was like, this is fucking pathetic. Yeah. Like what the fuck? I remember this being like, you couldn't even move because there were so many people on the street and yeah. there was like, everyone was exposed to such amazing music. And, um, like that's how I discovered a lot of music. And, and honestly, this is like a crazy thing. And I, I'm sorry, I'm going over time, but like people hear music differently in a club than like sitting at home on their computer. And so you're expu- exposed to more things, you know, in a different setting. Like if, if I had heard like a certain song on my computer or like on the radio, I might not have resonated with it. But say I'm out at like 1am and it's like getting played, I'll notice it differently and mm, yeah. fall in love with it. And people aren't given that opportunity anymore. And I'm not, you know, like I used to play in a band. Like we used to play these, you know, like bands aren't getting opportunities anymore and it just sucks there's no culture like that anymore just being sucked out of sydney yeah i hope that i really hope that it comes back and to anyone that stopped it like 
you clearly have never had a nice night out. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a perfect way to finish yeah. it up. Alison Wonderland, thank you so much for Thanks coming for on the show. Me. And uh, best luck with the new album. Yeah. And guys, you know what? Stick around for our new podcast, The Potheads. <laughs> with Dave and Alison. It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Neil's not invited. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>